Welcome to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in their lives. And it's a place where your questions about faith and religion can be answered. And now, here's your host, Deacon Al. Good evening and welcome to Good News. Thank you very much, John. It's good to be here again. And we hope to share some information about the Catholic faith and about the readings from our uh, Mass this weekend and how they affect us in our life today. It's been uh, it's been a crazy week. I don't know how your how uh, John's week has been. Probably fairly light work. He doesn't do too much around here actually. So probably a lot of free time, a lot of solitaire. Right, play a lot of solitaire, a lot of video games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep the phone just on the charger constantly because of uh, all the game playing. But some of us actually have to work in our lives. And uh, wow, what a week I've had. I I wouldn't say this is typical. Some days it's, some weeks it's busier. Some days it's uh, a little lighter weight. What made this last week special was uh, the sacraments. So I was involved in uh, a baptism, first communion. Confirmation, a funeral, a wedding, all all in a seven day period. That's that was pretty heavy. Um, and there's there's background work with all of this because there's preparation that has to go into all these sacraments before the sacrament takes place. Like the couple um, that that got married, I've I've been working with them for months. I think we had six meetings uh, prior to the prior to the the sacrament. Uh, the confirmation, I've been working with my eighth graders nine months, and that's their second year. They had another year of of uh, preparation before they came to me. So they have two years of preparation for this sacrament. It's, it's that important, and it's that in-depth, the knowledge that you have to have to really co-op, be able to cooperate with, with the graces of the sacrament. Uh, even with baptism, there's preparation. Now, this was an infant baptism, so my preparation is with the parents, but there's there's a preparation uh, meeting for that. So all these things had stuff tied to them, and the the uh, the funeral was uh, this was a a, a chapel uh, a funeral service at at, a, at chapel at the cemetery, and then a graveside uh, prayers as well. Uh, really tragic. This was for a uh, an infant. I, I've never had to. Uh, do a funeral for an infant before this was, you know, in, in my life in ministry, you're, you're called into ministry at some of the most joyous and some of the saddest times in, in a person's life. And certainly a funeral of, of someone at any age is, is difficult and uh, just filled with pain and sorrow. But to, uh, to do a funeral for an infant is just, just heartbreaking and and preparing a homily for a funeral for an infant is is really hard i've had in in uh, my own life my wife and i uh, lost uh, two children d- uh, during the pregnancy and this was a this gives me some idea because it's still a loss it's still very painful i mean this was Gosh, over almost forty years ago, and it still hurts. It's you know when I think about it, it still hurts. Writing this, writing a homily, and and doing the the service was was very painful for me personally. I so I can just 
I can somewhat empathize with the even greater pain of a parent who lost a child within an hour of their birth. Um, And just a wonderful couple. I know from my own experience that nothing I could say is going to, you know, at that moment in their, in their lives was going to do the least bit to take any pain out out of their hearts at that, at that moment or, or reduce the sorrow at all. Um, I can plant a seed of something for them to think about as, as time goes on that will hopefully help them to see a different viewpoint of this, uh, approach it in a different way. As, as I say, in, in the children that we lost during the, during the pregnancy, the pain never really goes away. I mean, it still hurts when I talk about it, when my wife and I think about it or talk about it. There's still a pain, but it's it's a different pain and there's a different view of it than there was when, when the wound was fresh, once the wound has a chance to heal. Um, and I hope with this couple that I gave them uh, something to, to consider uh, as, as the wound heals. But this was the same, you know, in all the sacraments, it's not just a, it's not just a, a ceremony. It's not just a neat thing to, to see or be a part of. There's, there's real effect to these sacraments uh, that, that Christ left to the church, entrusted to the church, <clears throat> to be able to continue his ministry of, of loving and healing after his, his resurrection so that the church could continue to represent uh, the graces of God and and to distribute these graces uh, to God's people. So there's real meaning behind these. So I hope I brought meaning to the to the ones I was in, involved with uh, this week to the uh, to the baptism and meaning to the to the sacrament of matrimony and uh, to my uh, young people as they prepared for confirmation. And when people say, "Well, why do you need a church?" This is why. This is what the church does. It's it, it's it's here to uh, be the the heart and the hands and the mouth of of God uh, here on earth, and it's it's guided by the Holy Spirit. And well, why do we need the church then if we have the Holy Spirit? Well, it's like saying, you know, why do I need a carpenter if there's a saw there? Well, put the saw in the room with the wood. The saw is not going to cut the wood itself. It needs, it needs someone to to activate it. So through the Holy Spirit, the Church uses the tools that that Christ left us these the the tools of the sacraments to enact real real work here on earth. <clears throat> Pardon me. To bring to bring to our lives uh, God's grace in a in a very very real, very physical, as well as spiritual way. So that's why you need the church. And it's and that includes you. If, uh, as a baptized Christian, you are a part of the body of Christ. You have a responsibility to share God's love with others, uh, which is what we do in the sacraments. Every sacrament we have has a purpose of strengthening or growing or healing a person at a, at a very particular time in their life when they have great need. And that's going to lead us right into uh, the gospel of this weekend. And we're going to go through that uh, right after we get back from these messages. We were here with good news 
on Catholic Spirit Radio. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Good news. We'll be right back on Catholic Spirit Radio. Catholic Spirit Radio appreciates your donations. Some of you can mail them or drop them off at 108 Boykins in Dormal. Others of you, click the donation button found on our website, catholicspiritradio.com. Large or small, we appreciate them all. The Shroud of Turin is believed to be the burial cloth of Jesus. Holy Trinity Church is bringing the Man of the Shroud exhibit to Bloomington. This includes over 60 illustrations of historic and forensic studies, graphics, and the awe-inspiring full-size replica of the Shroud. All ages are invited to view this stirring exhibit. This exhibit has been extended to include this weekend, May 13th through Sunday, May 15th. For more details, check their website or contact Holy Trinity Church in Bloomington. And welcome back to Good News. I am Deacon Al Lundy. We're here on Catholic Spirit Radio every Saturday and Sunday evening talking about the good news, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and how it affects us in in real life today. I want to backtrack before we get to the gospel. I want to backtrack to something we were talking about just before our break, and that was uh, all the sacraments that I was involved in this last week, and one of them was the sacrament of of matrimony. And this particular one uh, affected the couple in a very unique way. It, It provided a convalidation uh, convalidation is just a, a fancy word in the church, saying that we took a marriage that uh, a, val- a marriage that was civilly valid outside of the church, and we made it sacramentally valid within the church. So, in this particular case, it was uh, a couple. They've been married civilly for ten years. They got married uh, by the justice of the peace. They wanted a church wedding uh, at the very beginning, but it just uh, wasn't possible for them um, at that time. It was a, it was a, a matter of, of finances, which is a shame. Don't ever think that a sacrament is too expensive. Uh, that's just not the case. There there are sometimes there's there's costs for using the church, things of that sort. Um, musicians, if you want musicians, but you don't have to have a musician. You know, you don't you don't have to. Uh, have tons of flowers for the sacrament to be valid. You don't have to have a big dinner. You don't have to have a rehearsal hall, uh, a a, a rehearsal dinner. You don't have to have a reception hall. Um, The sacrament itself, if, if you're just looking to receive the sacrament of matrimony so that you can be joined as man and woman with the graces of God uh, from the get go, don't ever think you can't afford it. They really didn't look into the cost. They just assumed that there was going to be this extravagant cost and they didn't have the money. So they just went to a justice of the peace for $10 and got married. Now they've been saving up and they want, they want the blessings of the, of, of God in their marriage, the way that should, that should have been done. And they wanted it done from the very beginning. So they came back and did the sacrament. They went through the the study, they went through the preparation, the discussions, uh, the scriptural study, and we had the actual uh, marriage sacrament, the rite of, of, of matrimony. If you are in a marriage, if you're Catholic, you were married by a justice of the peace, or maybe you were married outside of the Catholic church, or maybe you were just married outside without permission 
uh, from the bishop to have a wedding uh, ceremony outside of of sacred ground, and you would like to have the the benefit of the effects of the graces of matrimony, uh, call your call your parish, call your Catholic parish, and and talk to them about receiving the sacrament. Uh, that's what the as I said in the first half, that's what the church is here for. Uh, to bring that healing, to bring that strength uh, to your to your marriage that the sacrament brings. Don't don't ever think that because you didn't do it right the first time, that that can't be repaired. It certainly can be, and the church is anxious uh, to help you repair that uh, because a, a a marriage with the graces is going to be a stronger marriage. You're going to be uh, a better couple, a, a more grounded couple. And able to share your faith, not only with others, but with each other. Because as a married couple, uh, a spouse's number one responsibility is to help their spouse grow in their faith. Uh, my my biggest responsibility as a husband is to make sure my wife gets to heaven. Now, I might want to get her there sooner than she wants to go. That's a whole nother discussion. But my my role is to help her grow uh, in her relationship with Christ. And so if if you weren't married, if you're Catholic and you weren't married uh, through the sacrament and you would like to receive that sacrament, we can certainly make that happen. Please call your local Catholic parish and talk to your pastor about about how to do that. Uh, the the church the church follows the model of christ and and Christ's majority of his ministries were about taking things that were broken and making them whole again. I mean, that's, that's what he did. Uh, and so uh, we welcome, we welcome you to come back. Uh, if you've been wounded, if, if your marriage was, was not sacramental to begin with uh, the couple I married, they'd been civilly married for 10 years. And it, it was really wonderful talking to them Afterwards, the uh, the wife especially felt like this was a whole new beginning for her. This was a new life for them, and and that's what we that's what we want for you. So uh, please contact us if we can help you. And that kind of leads me into the gospel for this weekend, which is from John again, and it it says when Judas had left them, Jesus said, "Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him." God will also glorify him in himself, and God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so also should you love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. I've, I've talked a couple times in the past how too often people who um, see the church from the outside see it as a place of rules and regulations. And it really isn't that. Uh, the Catholic Church is more founded, is founded mostly, on, well, entirely on love. Uh, the example of, of Christ's love. I mean, look at the crucifixion, how much how much more can you show that you love someone but to die for people who didn't like you? I mean, he died for the forgiveness of people who didn't like him. 
I mean, it's easy to give up your life for a friend or someone you love. Would you give up your your life for someone you don't love? And that's exactly what Jesus calls us to do, is to love one another without exception and without rationalization. And that's 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 a tough thing to do. And yet that's what we are all called to by Christ. So before you look at at any religion, and and especially from the outside, uh, if you're going to judge it, judge it on on the amount of love that it has uh, for other people. And you're looking at the Catholic Church, which is the the largest charity in the world. Uh, we do, we do more for uh, education and uh, health benefits, uh, hospitals, uh, our missionary work. We do more for people in need than any other charity as far as helping the the homeless, the poor, the hungry, uh, the widowed, the imprisoned. Uh, That is still uh, what the church does. I'm I'm reminded of the story of uh, a saint who uh, was a deacon. I, I like my deacon stories the best. He was the deacon and the the for the Pope he was and he was in charge of 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 the treasury and uh, this was money that was used to to help the poor and feed the hungry and build churches and things of that sort and the the Pope was uh arrested and and executed this was third uh, just before third century and the the guards come to the deacon and said the the pope the emperor wants you to bring all the treasures of the church to his courtyard or you'll be executed. You have until tomorrow. So this good deacon went out and he, he cleared out the treasury. He gave all, everything away, all the money, all the possessions, gave everything away to the, to the people in the community. And then he gathered the elderly and the poor and the sick thousands of people and brought them before the the the, uh, the emperor and said, here are the treasures of the church. Uh, the people, the people are the treasures of the church. And so look at the love of the church before you judge it on anything else. I mean, we're human. We've, we've made mistakes. I'm not going to say the church or the people within the church are perfect, but we do focus on love for each other. As, as Christ said, uh, this is how we will know you are my disciples, that you love one another. And I bring this up because, uh, especially for the young people, you know people in your school, in your neighborhood, in your circle of friends, or people outside your circle of friends who feel unloved uh, desperately, and I, I bring this up because I have three families, three friends, family friends of, of mine who have had uh, teenagers, high schoolers in their family who have either committed suicide or have attempted to commit suicide. You know people in your school who need friendship, who are bullied or ignored, who are depressed. And as a Christian, you are called by God to love them. And that's not happening enough, uh, especially now during COVID. With the amount of separation we feel from each other, especially 
uh, this is a tough time to be a student. Uh, it's it's hard to even make friends in a school system right now with with all the regulations and and uh, all the times that you've spent at home uh, rather than in the classroom. Uh, there's so many people who feel um, abandoned. You know people in your school who need a friend. And if you are truly to be a Christian, uh, Christ is calling you to, bef- to befriend these people. You can save a life just by being kind to someone. Save a life. Think about how you're going to feel if you, if you don't intercede, if you don't show that kindness to someone and, and the worst happens. We are, we are all culpable in these, in these situations. We all bear some degree of responsibility. If, if you are feeling uh, desperate to the point of you're considering harming yourself, please, please, please talk to somebody. Uh, talk to your parents. If you can't talk to your parents, find an adult in the family you're comfortable with or a teacher you can talk to or a guidance counselor or a coach, anybody. Call a deacon, call a priest, talk to someone. There is no problem you face in this world that uh, God has placed on you that that you cannot overcome in this lifetime. People, through the strength of, of Christ, have survived years in concentration camps, uh, years in political prisons, uh, years under uh, excruciating uh, uh, governments that have just robbed people of, of dignity and self-respect and forced their people into poverty, and yet they survive through the strength that they get through their faith and, and through the graces of Christ. If, if you are feeling at all um, in, in this state of mind where you are so sad and so lost that you feel you need to harm yourself, please talk to someone. Uh, there, there is help available to you uh, in this world and, and also through through the love of Christ. And hopefully that love is going to be shared with you uh, by the people you turn to. But I also want to talk, as I say, mostly to, to those of you who know people in, in your neighborhood or in your school who need a friend. That's, I mean, the best love is is to be willing to sacrifice some of your time and, uh, and your energy uh, to care for somebody else uh, rather than just think about yourself. So I'll leave you with that. Please, please pray about that. Ask God every morning, just a, a quick prayer. Say, Lord, show me how I can help someone else today. Um, and, and you could save a life. And that is, that is the greatest thing you could do as, as a fellow Christian. As always, it's, uh, it's an honor to be able to talk with you each weekend. Thank you for listening to Catholic Spirit Radio. Please continue to look for the good news of Jesus Christ through the scriptures. And we'll talk to you again next week here on Good News. God bless. You've been listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in your life. Submit your questions to Deacon Al at goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. 
That's goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. Deacon will answer your questions about faith and religion. Thank you for listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio.